Welcome to The Winning Link, a show dedicated to dissecting business and leadership excellence. We take a deep dive into various aspects of business and operational excellence, current events, and personal and leadership development topics. The guests on the podcast will be credible industry leaders and practitioners, offering a portfolio of techniques and methods for positive growth. It's The Winning Link. Powered by Supply Chain Now. I tell you, today's show, we're in Akron, Ohio, in the LeBron James Arena. This is exciting. Uh, thank you for joining the show. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Scott Luton. Scott, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. Man, here with a legendary figure in a legendary arena, and we're going to have an outstanding conversation. And by the way, talk about legendary you and I had dinner with our friend Ellis at Edgar's last night. Yes. <laughs> and it wasn't yeah. that delicious. Oh, phenomenal. I think that the, the smoked prime rib you had was, <laughs> and I wanted to reach over to your plate and leave mine. But, uh, I wasn't going to let you. I wasn't going to let you. Uh, fried green tomatoes, rib tips, uh, you name it. All yes. of it was delicious, wasn't it? It was phenomenal. And, and the ambient uh, environment was nice. Yes, it, it was. It was really nice. And the conversation, yeah. maybe that's the only thing that may have topped that smoked prime rib because that was delicious. <laughs> but as great as that meal was last night, we've got an outstanding conversation teed up today, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We have a living legend here with us today. Uh, shall I say an active legend? There we go. Right, as he continues to win, Coach Drew Joyce. Uh, Drew Joyce is the um, head coach of Akron St. Vincent St. Mary's High School. You probably heard about it. A lot of legendary players have come out of this 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 era, uh, institution of learning. Uh, so welcome, Coach Drew. Billy, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, to talk with you and Scott. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I tell you what, um, I've known Drew uh, personally, as well as he's actually mentored my children, some of my children, because wow. they've come through this institution. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he's he's clearly a developer of of, of, of youth. Right. Uh, he invests in, in people, and, and that's why I thought he'd be a great guest because uh, the Winning Link is a show about personal and leadership business development. Right. So we can tap into your personal growth, uh, business growth, because you're going to hear today about Coach Drew Joyce. Uh, his portfolio extends further than basketball. Right. Right. Well, you know, and the operative word in your podcast series title is winning. And gosh, I couldn't imagine too many other guests that can uh, epitomize that That's right. beyond Coach Drew. Uh, so, Coach, as I shared with you pre-show, mm -hmm. I've made it almost a third through your book here, wow. uh, Beyond Championships. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm going to read the rest of my flight back to uh, ATL. Mm -hmm. But man, what a what a story! And you know, Billy, we're going to get into some of this. But I really appreciate uh, the transparency and kind of open yourself up and your journey up and let mm -hmm. folks know, you know, the, the real. Uh, the real deal, keeping it real about your journey and, and what you faced and what you overcame. Uh, yes, uh, it wasn't uh, going to be like that, but uh, a, the, a, a gentleman from Zondervan said, hey, you know, you just can't uh, talk about principles. They, people want to know about you. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, I, honestly, I felt like uh, me, why they want to know about me? So. <laughs> Probably has something to do with uh, the trophy case. Yeah, uh, well, you know, uh, stacked to the brim out there, huh? Yeah, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, so once we started down that road and we, we started to share, there was, there was just some things that I knew that uh, I could share that would be uh, beneficial because mm -hmm. they, they were, you know, uh, my life is kind of like 99.9% .9 of all American lives. You know, I'm not that, <laughs> in, I'm not in that, that group that is superstardom. I'm mm. just uh, uh, a regular guy trying to do some things uh, to, you know, to make life better. Yeah. So Billy, I, I know we're going to get started here in a second, but I got to right. say, so uh, the, the live the active living, living yes. legends, you put it, uh, <laughs> Coach Drew, very humble. Uh, he is exactly what you're here and what you're going to see here today. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's he's a very humble guy for seven state titles now a national championship yes you know had all kinds of t to your point he's invested in all kinds of talent yeah including some worldwide icons that have come out of the, the school here and his coaching absolutely tutelage. because you're right lebron wasn't lebron back then mm. that mm. they people know today right right mm. and and so let's be very transparent about that in fact the school has won 10 state championships right. and, and drew has been a part of nine of those Dang. and head coach for seven of those so uh, you know, I was kidding about just 
taking it for granted. Right. You know, the, we expect <laughs> Drew to be in the state championship every right. year. It's yeah. like we, we, we buy our tickets at the end of the last game. Right? <laughs> and so, but Drew's modest, and, and I'll yeah. say this, and, yeah. and he doesn't know this. I, don't, I no longer have a child playing here. Okay. But there's a lot of parents and community people that were in the audience. And I was going in the men's room, mm. and uh, it was it was someone part of the cleaning service of the arena. They run into the bathroom with me and says, hey, is, 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 is the same guy still coaching that team? And I said, Coach Drew George. He goes, yeah. I said, yeah, same guy. <laughs> same guy. So not only we notice and appreciate right. him, I think – the Legion of fans. The, yeah. the Legion of fans. So started, but Scott starting there. Yeah, you know that had to come from some sort of foundation for Drew. Mm. And Drew, I'd like to hear. Tell us a little about growing up in uh, East Liverpool, Ohio. Wow, wow. So for so many years, I wanted to deny that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, East Liverpool, Ohio is a small town. Uh, when I was growing up, about thirty thousand people down on. The Ohio River, if you can imagine, it's the first city in Ohio on the Ohio River, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, bordering it. And, uh, you know, it's just a small town. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, in a very humble beginnings uh, on a dirt hill road uh, that, uh, you know, uh, from a gener in a generational household. My grandmother was there, my great uncle, my mother and father. And, uh, you know, so... That's what I saw. My cousins lived right across uh -huh. the street, and I had some cousins up the street. <laughs> and so, that's the best. I, yeah. I bet y'all had all kinds of games with yeah. all the cousins. Uh, yeah, you know, no that's, that's, how, that's how it was. And uh, we grew up, and that's uh, uh, football was the, the main sport, so that's what I played growing up and, uh, you know, and uh, through high school and ran track. And, but uh, it was, you know, small town. There's only one high school, so everybody, okay. you know, goes to high school together <laughs> those who are more affluent and those who are less and mm, yes. uh you know i was uh not the best student but you know i was always going to be competitive right. you know mm -hmm. I, I wasn't going to be the one who uh, had to hide their paper when the teacher passed it back you know <laughs> I've, I've been there <laughs> i've been there and you speak to that in your book mm -hmm. uh, about that competitive spirit it wasn't just related to sports you apply that to academics too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, my mother wasn't going to have it any other way. She didn't care anything about uh, any kind of a ball bouncing or me running down the field catching a pass. That was not, you know, I'm the first person in my family to, to go to college and to graduate from college. So uh, that was uh, stuff that she, uh, you know, put in me and, and, and uh, over the years made sure. I, there was a, a time after my first year in college. Uh, I transferred, and uh, I, you know, there were some steel mills around the area, and I got right. a job in the steel mill, and I'm finally making a few dollars. Right. I'm like, wow, this is good. And some of my friends who didn't go to college, they got cars, and, mm -hmm. and they making money, and I'll go to my mom, and I said, look, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to school. And <laughs> she said, uh, no, don't, you can forget that right here. Well, so <laughs> i got to interject really quick, because, Billy, on God, some of your previous appearances, your mother <laughs> – had a certain acronym for NFL. <laughs> right. If you didn't make it least to be, it meant not for long will you be playing. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. That, that's what I can appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, not for long. But, yes. You know, but that segues into to Scott and, and Drew values. And that's yes. something that for the next generation for, values. Mm, Talk about mm. some of the biggest values your mother instilled in you that you instilled in the people you mentor and coach. Oh, you know, you know, it's been it's been great. Uh you know, the one thing that, you know, we always talked about was, you know, just being thankful. Mm -hmm. You know, we come from a modest uh, background, like I said, but there was a lot of love in the household. And we were thankful for everything that we got. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I talk to my kids now about being thankful. You know, mm -hmm. you, you guys don't get it. You're in a situation. You got uh, LeBron sponsoring the school. You know, you need to be thankful. There's a whole bunch of people and kids that don't have this opportunity. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, then we... You know, we talk about, uh, you know, just having some integrity. You Absolutely. understand, you know, my mother was, you know, about being, being truthful and honest. You mm -hmm. know, she, she always would press me about, uh, you know, just, just carrying yourself. And, in, 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 you know, she always said to me, you know, character is uh, who you are when no one's looking. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, That's right. And so we, you know, we talk about that with the team, you know, that, mm. hey, uh, I need to, understand who you are in the classroom you're not in front of me on the court but you we need, we need to talk about who you are in the classroom because mm -hmm. that's going to be who you are on the court at, mm -hmm. in some moments mm -hmm. you know yeah so, 
quick follow-up. Uh-huh. Uh, I know you, there's a couple of questions we want to talk. There's so much about mm-hmm. your uh, early days yeah. that's fascinating to me, at least, me and Billy. Um, so you're a really, really humble individual, despite all the success. And you had a, a successful career with ConAgra, which we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, successful career, obviously, as a, as a uh, future Hall of Fame basketball coach. We'll see. That's, that's my words. <laughs> um, but you're really so humble. Is that part of what you also got from your parents? You know, my mother was never, uh, you know, one to to brag. She always would point out that person to me that she felt was braggadocious. And Mm. she, uh, you know, kind of just, you know, let me know that uh, do what you need to do. uh, And, you know, you don't have to. Uh, stand up and shout all, uh, all. Let everyone know. Right. You know, you don't have to you know, always get the pat on the back. You know, this. You know, and it's about the work. So, right. uh, she was a hardworking woman, and uh, I'm very appreciative. Uh, you know, both my neither of my parents graduated high school, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, it was always about uh, getting the work done and, mm-hmm. and and putting in that kind of that kind of time. So, yeah, yeah. The uh, she's. She helped me to become uh, uh, humble. She helped me to understand that humility can go take you a long way. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, you, you're not in, you know, you know, you know, you're not in everyone's face, and you know, and that the, the accomplishments that you have are to be shared because right. you didn't yes. get there by yourself. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, it, it, it's definitely coming across. You have a, a, a distinct value for family. Mm-hmm. And I know you have a sister. Yeah. Right. Yes. And uh, you spent some influential time with your sister in uh, was it Queens? Yeah, in New York. Yeah, my sister. She's now passed, but mm. uh, growing up, uh, that was it kind of helped me to understand uh, city life. Uh, mm. the, I can remember. And it's it's kind of strange. My wife and I talk about this all the time. Uh, in our first grade. My sister's 18 years older than me, uh, so I guess I always t- ask my mom, was I really a mistake? And, you know, <laughs> but anyway, my sister's 18 years older than me, and I would go to New York first grade. Uh, day after school was out, I'm on a plane. You know, my mother, they, you know, back in the day, they could put you on a plane, and right. my sister would mm-hmm. be right there at the, the gate to uh, take mm-hmm. me off. So every summer from first grade through eighth or ninth grade, I spent the summers in New York City, and it was it – was, uh, uh, it, it really helped. It helped me to under, see the city and uh, understand city life. I made some good friends there, and uh, it was educational. Yeah. Uh, All the influential figures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. St. Albans era. Yeah, Am I said right. that wrong? Yeah. That- St. Albans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to ride by, past J- James Brown House, and <laughs> you know, we would, you know, those kind of things, and that was that was a lot of fun, and to uh, just to, you know, the energy of a city, you know, mm-hmm. you, you could just feel it, and. Uh, uh, you know, from that point forward, uh, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I told my wife, I said, that's where I made up my mind. I wanted to marry a, a, a woman from a city. You know? I wanted to marry a city girl. So. Now, what, a, what a tremendous advantage to mm-hmm. be able to have that experience every summer. What were those ages you did that from? First grade through eighth grade. Yeah. You know, and I would spend two months there and uh, it was, you know, and uh, it was so much, it was so different. I mean, there were kids, you know, in my, my, my family where I grew up, and there was a few of us, but, you know, we go to New York, and there's, you, you go outside, and there's 40 kids from all up and down yeah, the block. Right. So, yes. yeah, it was Love just that. a lot of, lot of fun, a <laughs> lot of fun growing up. Mm. Yeah. Scott, you yes, know, sir. this has been interesting. Oh, man, fascinating. Uh, I wish we had six hours with Coach Drew. <laughs> right. we, we were talking last night at dinner. We were like, wow, what was it before basketball? <sighs> So it's true. Scott, you yeah, know, I, I, was, we got deep into that. <laughs> so this is this is you know so at Supply Chain now, right? Mm-hmm. Which we're very fortunate to have right. the winning link be part of. Which yeah. new series, Billy? This is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> if this sets the standard, holy cow! <laughs> um, but Conagra, you know, so Supply Chain now, we're all about industry, global yeah. business. Obviously, mm-hmm. Conagra is a big name. Yes. Uh, and some folks may not realize that you had a successful about a 25-year career at Conagra, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, First job out of college, uh, my only job out of college, and uh, it was Hunt Wesson Foods then. And as I said earlier, first person to graduate from college, and uh, it was a sales job. And yep. I can remember uh, I, I came home, uh, I you know, from East Liverpool you know, to East Liverpool, and my wife's from Pittsburgh, so I go to Pittsburgh, and I'm interviewing for the job. Uh, and we hadn't, we we, were, we weren't married yet, 
and we were planning to get married that uh, uh, that uh, October. Yep. And I'm you know, interviewing, and uh, it was funny because uh, I get through the first interview, and they want me to wait, uh, you know, a few weeks for the next interview. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to get, I'm getting married in a few weeks. I need to, I you need know, a job. I need a job, <laughs> right? So uh, I actually drove the district manager. The district office was here in Cleveland. Okay. So I drove to Cleveland to get to the second interview. And uh, so I, you know, I was, I was, hey, I, I, I felt like if you want me, I want you. And then, you know, and, you know let's, let's get I, hitched. Right, yeah. And and my wife I think, wants us. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, uh, the other thing that sold me is, you know, um, they gave me a company car. You mm. know, and I was like, I was Big driving deal. a little uh, Opal Cadet, <laughs> uh, you know, that I had through college. And, uh, it was on its last legs, you know, and they were saying, yeah, we'll give you a car every two to three years. You get a new car and, yep. get, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, I ain't Sign me yet. up. Yeah, that was it. You know, yeah. That was it. So I, so I got to ask you kind of a quick aside because I want to I kind of learn more about what you loved about that role, what mm-hmm. you didn't like about that role. But mm-hmm. um, a little aside, I yeah. used to work in the food business myself. Okay. Uh, uh, with a big food distributor. Okay. And we'd cut all kinds of products, right? Mm-hmm. A taste test and differences mm-hmm. between them. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me how much, and, and I hope I don't get in trouble. Yeah. It dawned on me how much more I like Heinz ketchup versus <laughs> Hunt's ketchup. Any, so did you, did you convert to Hunt's with your 25 years there? Hey, you get us in trouble, it's, it's, man. It's, no, it's, here's the crazy thing. My wife's, my wife's father worked at Heinz in Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Yeah. Man. So, so, you know, and, and, you know, I would bring the Hunt's ketchup home, but she would be bringing the Heinz. Yes. So, <laughs> Good. So, right. yeah, so those, those uh, first five years in Pittsburgh, it was kind of a trade-off. I'm saying, look, uh, Hunt's is bringing his, is a paycheck. We need right. to buy Hunt's. But she was like, hey, I grew up on this Heinz. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Well, so Conagra huge uh so many different brands that like yes. folks know mm-hmm. uh, so 25 years there before you, you get into a highly successful coaching career mm-hmm. two-part question what did you love about your time at conagra mm-hmm. and what did, didn't you like so much about it well honestly what I, I loved about it is sales sales is you know it's rewarding you you, you know at the end of the day did you did you did you accomplish something mm-hmm. Did you make a sale? Did you, mm-hmm. the, you know? And uh, I had a, a great man who was uh, my mentor, and it's it's a funny story, and uh, it wasn't funny then, but as I think about it now, it's uh, <laughs> always how good. Yeah, it is. right. Yeah. It is. <laughs> he's an Italian gentleman who's now he's passed, but uh, uh, you know, I went through the the interview process, and you know. I had a beard, a full beard back then, and you know they were telling me uh, they liked me, but I said you know you know hey, salesmen don't wear beards. And I'm like, well, do you have a uh, you know a dress code? And mm. he said, well, you know we wear suits. And I was like, well, do you have a you know is how extensive is it? And he said, well, you know it's it's pretty extensive. You know salesmen don't. And I said, well, are you guys going to hire me? He said, oh yeah, you're going to start in two weeks. I said, well, I'll see you guys in two weeks. And, you know. <laughs> So I come back and they, I guess they fully believed that I was going to shave. And I came back the next, that two weeks later, I hadn't shaved. And, you know, I could see that he was taken a little aback by the, the fact that I hadn't shaved. So we're riding around going to the, because I, I started out going to retail supermarkets and yep. making sure all of our product was on, on the shelf and in the right spot. But yep. he says to me, and I'm driving, and I'm a young man just out of college. He says, uh, Drew, affirmative action got you this job goodness gracious but your performance is what's going to keep it and i'm like dang i'm like wait you you don't even know me you become like that you know you don't even know me how do you even respond you know so uh and you know but i I got out the car after i took him back to his car and Drive, driving home, I'm like, do I, do I really want to be involved with this? This man came at me like that. But you know what? Over the years, he became my mentor. Mm. He taught me everything I, I need to know about sales, and it was a, a great five years that I spent with him, and uh, he really took me under his wing, and uh, I was like a surrogate son. You know, that's how he wow. treated me, right. and wow. that was so. Uh, beard or no beard, he, he helped me uh, to, to, to go through it. So, uh, But 
uh, over the years, like I said, the, the sales was rewarding. You know, we had early on, it was all kind of contests and you could win this. Spiffs. And, yeah, you know. Okay. Oh, yeah, with you. You know, we won so, you know, and I was pretty good at it. You know, I'm competitive. I wanted to win. <laughs> I won trips to the Super Bowl. We went to we went to London. In fact, uh, when we got married, because I had, didn't really have uh, a job, so we had no honeymoon. You know, <laughs> it was a, a, a night at the hotel down the street. <laughs> so, and we got married. At, at, you know, so you know, I'm so thankful now. But mm. you know, people talk about weddings now. Right. Uh, my wife's mother, my mother-in-law, and her sisters cooked all the food for our wedding. Wow. wow. You know, I mean, that's how it was. And I mean, the, I mean, her and my wife's. My mother-in-law's sisters, they came up from Alabama wow. to help her prepare wow. the prepare food the for food. this food for the wedding. Wow. And it was, you know, that's the kind of, you know, family that it was. And But, you know, uh, we hey, I'm just thankful. And, you know, we, we went to the, the hotel down the street and mm. we had our, our time together. And, yeah. you know, uh, so. And it's a great memory looking yeah, back oh, now. Yeah, you know, you it's didn't a great memory. You, know, you don't know what you don't know. You, hey, and, and we didn't know. And you know what? And. But, you know, so those were just uh, some of those uh, uh, special things that you that happened early on in that in, in, the, in the career. And uh, but as you know, we uh, the children started coming and we had, you know, two daughters uh, mm-hmm. a couple years in. And then, uh, you know, I was I, because I didn't shave. I was kind of they had me there because, you know, hey. Affirmative action had me there, <laughs> so uh, and I was doing some good things and winning some trips. But uh, what I started to say is that first year of uh, that was our honeymoon. We won a trip, and our honeymoon was to Washington D.C. and uh, 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 Williamsburg. Virginia, Virginia okay. yeah. So we went to we. That was our honeymoon. We, Fantastic. Yeah. Bush Gardens, maybe. Yeah, Bush, we went to Bush Gardens. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Loch Ness monster, and Big Bad Wolf. I've been yeah. there. Okay, yeah. Um, so you were gonna say you were gonna no, comment well, on something. He, I think. He, you pointed out something that I think is a lost art yeah. in today's leadership. Mm-hmm. That level of transparency, mm-hmm. and I call it the ugly baby. Having the ugly baby, that's <laughs> right. You can't in business. You can't walk up and, and, and avoid that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that leader. To say what what he said to you, trust, mm-hmm. transparency, mm-hmm. to let you know right what's your current reality, mm-hmm. and and often we avoid that, and, and and that's the lost art on today's youth because, you know, when we grew up, let's just think about our grand great great grandparents. They essentially lived to work, mm-hmm. right? Right. They had the farm. Right. Mm-hmm. They had to go do this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and our parents, they went to work so we could live, right? right? They they paid for our college. Mm-hmm. Like you said, degrees and stuff weren't a priority back then. Mm-hmm. Today, our kids do what? They work and live, right? Mm-hmm. They get information so quick on their phones. Mm-hmm. And so the lost art of transparency yes. is some parents skirt around that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and and I've seen you do this with, with, with young men uh, around that conversational transparency how important do you think that is and was it in your mm. professional life at conagra uh you know it, it was very important you know that uh kind of set the tone for who he was and how uh how we want to deal with this how we're going to how we're going to work and uh you know over the years uh you, you got to appreciate that that uh you know the, he, he dealt with hard truth mm. and you know uh, uh, no one wants hard truth That's anymore. Right. You know, right. I, I tell my players, you know, hey, uh, uh, I'm going to give you the hard truth. I'm not going, I'm not sugarcoating this. Mm. Uh, you think you're this, this player. Well, here's where I'm at with you. And, and you know, and, and it's not something to, to de- be demeaning or anything, but it's just to, to give them that, you know, the, the, a, a wake up because, yeah. you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, you, you you're walking around with your head in the in the clouds, right. and you need to come down to earth and really understand and see things. It might hurt their feelings, mm-hmm. but it furthers their their journey. For it's sure, what they need and, to hear and, what we all need to hear. Is exa- that- hey, and if that's exactly what that comment did for me mm-hmm. and, and on that first day of work. Uh, it was a hard truth, and yeah. wow. I, I was either going to perform, 
Okay. Uh, I wasn't going to be around, and uh, I chose to perform. And uh, I'm glad I, I wasn't a fly on the wall in that vehicle. <laughs> right. Man, that, that was a real moment. Yes, Goodness it gracious. was. Yes. It was. And uh, then five years in, uh, I get an opportunity to come to uh, Cleveland and uh, move into uh, a, a, a promotion role, senior sales rep, and then from there to a uh, management role and mm. as an account manager. And, and so it's uh, it was a, it was a, it's been a great journey. It was a great journey. I, and I think that uh, the the main things that you know uh, I still take from that are, are just understanding the process. Mm. You know. That I tell I tell the guys uh, you know you got to trust the process. Right. There's a there's a process. There's a way of uh, of going about things, and it doesn't always match up to what you want or how right. you how you see it. But if you trust the process, then we can get to the same uh, that same goal that both of us want. But there's there's a process here, and we need to trust this process. Love that. Um, I don't want to shortchange 25 years in a successful <laughs> career at Conagra, but I want to move us ahead because mm-hmm. I want to. Um, you had a really tough decision to make. Yeah. And that you speak to in the book. I love the exchange you put in the book about it. Um, and that was to leave ConAgra mm-hmm. and chase your passion. So right. talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah, as uh, I got going in this, uh, and my, my kids were growing up, and uh, I actually, uh, I, you know, Drew uh, would follow me around. I'm uh, the weekend warrior, you know. And your son. Playing, yeah, my son, son Drew. Yeah. Uh, follow me around and. You know, I could see he he was falling in love with basketball, and I, I took him to a rec center, uh, and uh, you know the first one I took him to, he was seven, and you had to be eight years old. He turned this is like in December. I'm like, look, he turns eight in January. He's pretty good. You gotta let him play. They turned me down, so I take him to Ed Davis Community Center and uh, uh, Jerry Rowland, uh, kind of an Akron legend here. I walk in, I said to Jerry, I said, look, uh, he's uh, he's pretty good, but he's uh, he's only seven. And Jerry said, uh, uh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him play under." Okay. But he said, "Under, you know, under one circumstance." And I said, "Well, what's that?" He says, "You have to coach the team." Wow, and that's, that's quite an ask. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I had kind of in high school thought about being a coach. So this was, mm-hmm. but coaching football. So it was an opportunity. So I, I jumped at it. You know, and. Over the years, that first year, you know, we, I had fun with it. Then responsibilities at work got a little more, so I couldn't do it the next year. But I was that dad who was always trying to be in the stands, trying to be there. And uh, one time, you know, Drew gets, uh, uh, you know, uh, asked to play on a, on a travel team. I didn't know anything about travel basketball, yeah. but I'm taking him around and we play. And some of the kids on the team, uh, they leave. And I happened to, you know, tell the guy who was coaching. I said, "Hey, I know another pretty good player, you know." <laughs> and uh, you're kind of uh, agent, part agent right. too, there, right? I said, "Yeah, I know another pretty good player," and uh, you know, and it was LeBron James, and and so I take LeBron to a practice, and it was right at the end of the travel season in June, so we didn't really get to play, uh, but maybe I'm really we didn't get to play any tournaments. The team mm-hmm. kind of fell apart. That next fall, uh, the guy who was coaching the team. He he leaves. He's, he was in. He was a younger guy. Yep. He got graduated college. Goes to gets a job in, uh, coaching and teaching in the school. And the parents come to me and say, "Why don't you coach the team?" So again, I'm saying this is fun. And as I started coaching the team over those years at 11, 12, 13, you know, I, I just said, like I said in the book, there was times I I, I you know I would drive. I pull up in the driveway after work and. I would just sit there in the car for a moment, and, mm. and the question became, you know, what have you really done today that matters? Mm. And, you know, then I'd get out the car, and uh, we'd have a practice, and I'd pack all these kids in our, our van and drive them to Cleveland, mm. and then I, I would see, and, wow, this, is, this matters. These, these kids, mm. they're, you know, I, the joy on their face when we would travel and all those first, you know, LeBron and all the guys, the first time they seen the ocean was with us. Mm-hmm. The first time they dro- rode in a plane, not just LeBron, but a bunch of kids right, it, sure. uh, with us. And, you know, so the, 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 the passion to, in coaching was, it, it just started to grow. And um, Can I you know, interrupt just for a second? Sure. Because we knew we were going to get moments of brilliance with Coach Drew. Mm-hmm. And he just dropped, I think, a question, Billy, that we all should be asking ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he talked about coming home from Conagra one day 
and you know sitting in the driveway what have what have I really done today that matters? Yeah. Billy, speak to that really quick because that hit me like a ton of bricks. No, and, and when he said that, what has I done? And, and think of the title of his book, Beyond Championships. Right, that's right. Those are the things that are beyond championships, beyond paychecks, mm-hmm. beyond, right? Because, you know, when I look at what he's talking about, as a parent, there's presence and presents. Right. Okay. That's you right. can give your child a present, a bike, mm-hmm. a PlayStation. Nintendo. Uh, right. For me back in the day. <laughs> but you know what? Your child will forget those things. But the things that they take to the grave, the things we've talked about with Drew today, mm-hmm. are the presents his, 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 his family had. Yeah. The presents his mom had. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as I always say, define winning. Yeah. Me as a father, winning is being present. Mm-hmm. Being available for my yes. kids. Those are the values. That's when you know you make a difference. Yep. The coach, the people you coach, they don't come back and say, hey, Drew, there's our banner. <laughs> they don't say, I say, coach, thank you for making it. My son will text him. My son will actually have those relationships, mm-hmm. right, because of his presence. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that when you say you make a difference. And yeah. The kids that are in the bleachers that play for you, they yeah. all come back to the yeah. game. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and so that's what I mean. I love that. And speaking to that, we're going to have a quote here in a minute. I'm going to share with you. But you were – thank you for letting us interrupt just for a second. <laughs> sure. So, uh, so you, you took us right up to the moment right. when you were thinking yes. about yeah. coaching for a living. Yes. Uh, you know, and I have to admit, you know, as I grew into this – in this love for coaching and being involved with the young men uh, grew with me, honestly, my – you know, my desire to be at work and to do the ConAgra thing kind of, it was kind of, it kind of dwindled. Right. So, uh, you know, the company, I don't think that the, I was still getting the, the stuff done, but I, it, the word got out because now you, I'm coaching, the, you know, the best player in the country and on a high school. And I, I can remember uh, one time, uh, you know, uh, LeBron, because he's LeBron, he's on the front page of USA Today. Right. You know, it's crazy. and I'm in the background. And my, the president of our company, uh, of ConAgra Foods, uh, he calls my boss. He says, What is Drew doing on the front page of USA Today, a, a, a today coaching this high school team? So, uh, wow. You know, and uh, my, my boss, uh, uh, Gordon Everett, a personal friend, uh, he, he explained, hey, he's doing this after work. There's no, he's not cutting any corners. Blah. Uh, but, you know, so I don't think the company really was, you know, gung-ho about everyone in, their, in the sales force be, becoming a coach or anything. And, <laughs> you know, headline. Right. So uh, there was uh, a I, – I felt like they were putting me out to pasture. I was mm-hmm. calling on the largest account – here in the Midwest, uh, Giant Eagle Supermarkets, $15 million a, a year. And wow. they made a decision that they were going to move me out of the account. They were going to um, move me to an account in New York that had been in Syracuse, New York, that had been in Chapter 11 twice. Wow. So I'm like, wow. Now, you know, I'm like, so at that meeting, when they were telling me this, uh, uh, my son Drew is a freshman in college and my son youngest son Cameron is a freshman in high school so when this comes up I said well yeah I'll I'll I'll, I'll take do the, it take I'll, it I'll, I'll drive Syracuse. to Syracuse yeah. mm-hmm. once a week and and, uh, and I'll do it and uh, but I got in the car I'm driving home from the, the meeting and I called my wife and I said uh, I said my my mouth said yes but my heart is saying no mm-hmm. Wow. wow. So, uh, really quick aside, yeah. driving that once a week to Syracuse, it was a good thing they gave you a company car because that Opal <laughs> Cadet may not make it. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, right? Opal, uh, the Opal had died years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah, the Opal had died. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so, you, so you made that decision. You took yeah. that leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to be able to give it justice today, but one of the first things you did, I believe, mm-hmm. was create like a 50-team <laughs> AAU league. Hey, I was trying to figure out how am I going to make a living. Right, <laughs> sure. Hey, every entrepreneur can, can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk. You mentioned LeBron James, of course, a couple yeah. times, uh, and and you know we don't want to dwell on LeBron. It's, it's gosh, goodness gracious, what he's been doing. Let's talk about what's one impact that you believe you've had on him as a player or as a person, yeah. and then what's one impact he's had on you as a coach and a person. Sure, you know, 
uh, me, uh, he said it to me, he, he said it more than once that uh, I helped him become a man, helped him grow into becoming a man. And he really said, I taught him about understanding what it means to sacrifice because he mm-hmm. saw sacrifices that I made for those for all those boys that were riding around. And uh, so uh, I think sacrifice and helping him understand, you know, uh, what it means to be a man you know, yeah. and helping him grow into because LeBron was very, very observant. He watched everything. Not only was he observant when we had basketball practice, but how I treated my wife, how I treated the, the you know, the, the, the lady at the restaurant who maybe messed up the order. You know, he's watching all those things. So we were very cognizant, not just me, but the, the other coaches of how we portrayed ourselves in front of those young men, that we, you know, we, uh, we just believed at that moment that we needed to, uh, hold, uphold a, a, a value a, 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 and you know a role model. We we recognize, hey, we're we're role models, and we need to to do it in the right way. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, for me, you know, I think one of the things that that he's helped me understand really truly is about the work. Mm. You know, I've seen him in high school. I've seen him. I had the pleasure with the, the documentary, the release of the documentary, right. to travel around the world with him. But in everywhere we went, he took time out every day to put in time on the court to work. I mean, we're in China and it's funny, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I, I still, still think about it. You know, we go to this gym, it's supposedly a gym and it's got a, a hoop, but the bathrooms were just like holes in the floor, wow. you know, you know, and this is the, but he's there and he's, he's putting in that time. So over the years, uh, it's been a great lesson for me. And I, and I, and I share it with all the kids. It's about the work. There's yeah. no, there's no shortcuts to this. Yes. I love that. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and find her name. Um, we had a, um, a chemical industry PhD with us. She formerly worked at NASA uh, brilliant. We had her back a couple times with us on Supply Chain now. Mm-hmm. And Billy, to your point, uh, Coach, she was asked by one of our attendees, "Hey, how do I move into a? You know, how do I earn my PhD? How do I learn, mm-hmm. you know become a leader? How do I move into you know the C-suite and all that kind of stuff?" And to her, to that question, she said, "You do the work. You do the work. You want to do this? You do the work. You want to do this? You do the work." I mean, I hate to be too simplistic. Simplicity is a good thing sometimes. Oh, very good. Very good. Sometimes it's the best thing. <laughs> right. That's right. Um, all right. So, Billy, I've got one more thing I want to ask, sure, Coach. Sure. Uh, we, as I said, we, we need six hours, yes. maybe 12, <laughs> yes. Coach Drew. There's so many elements of your journey. Um, I want to get both of you all to speak to this, but, but the quote is about you, uh, Coach. LeBron says, I think in the foreword of your book, mm-hmm. says, quote, my brothers and I were no different from all or from other kids all over the world. We all had dreams. For too many kids, those dreams feel unreachable. But for us, they never did because Coach Drew showed us that no matter what sort of obstacles we faced, we could make our dreams a reality, end yeah. quote. What does that mean to you? Uh, you know, it, it, it just goes back to when we were 11 years old. That team was – I wasn't. I'm coaching an 11-year-old <laughs> team. And we would go to the first national championship. And, you know, we – we, you know, it's funny. I think about it. We had uh, put five guys in our car. Two kids had never even played with us. Uh, we picked up two new kids. We drive to Cocoa Beach, Florida, and we play in the AAU Nationals, and we're in awe. You know, they have all the teams marching in like this, the Olympics, and you know. So, uh, and we played well. We finished ninth. And uh, from that point, I said, "Look, fellas, uh, let's win a national championship. We can do this." Mm. And we started talking. I said, "Look." When we go, hey, we're going to tell, I want you guys to, to say this. I want you guys to talk about it. I want you guys to, you know, tell you, we're going to win a national championship. And I said, don't, there's going to be people who look at you like you're crazy and you're foolish and that ain't going to happen. And you're right. going to hear, I said, but you got to keep talking. Let's keep saying it. And, you know, uh, over the years, you know, hey, the next year we went, uh, we finished 10th. Then we go to 13 and under. We get knocked out. We don't finish. We don't win at all. Then at 14 and under, we get to the championship game, and we lose. And I'm thinking, wow, this is the last time I'm going to get to coach them. And uh, 
there's a lot I, of pressure on, yeah, on you at that yeah. moment, I, I believe. You, yeah. know, you speak to that. Because, yeah. you know, I thought, hey, I, I'd spent so much time with them. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, we were grooming them to all go to high school together. And, uh, and I just felt like, hey, this is mm-hmm. it's been great. And I, I've enjoyed it. And, you know, hey, you could see the, the LeBron was going to, you know, at that point, I, I didn't know he was going to be the star that he is now. But I knew that he was going to have a great future in basketball. I knew that. There was no doubt. He was the best player at that 14 and under AAU National Championships. And uh, so, uh, you know, it was, it was tough. And then, you know, so they, they make the decision to come here uh, and – um, honestly, Keith Danbrot asked me to come on, right? And you know, that's the, so that's the previous head, the head coach, coach here, prior to you. And, yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I, I, he asked me to come on and be an assistant. He said, "Hey, these are your kids. These are your guys." And then two years after that, he leaves and calls me up. Uh, well, honestly, I'm doing a parade of homes with my wife, <laughs> and we're going walking out through homes. And a reporter calls me and says, "Hey, uh, the kids are." Uh, are you going to take the kids and leave now that Keith's going to Akron U? And I said, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I hadn't heard anything. So I get home that evening. I call Keith. He says, yeah, uh, I took the job at Akron U. I want to get back into college coaching, and I want you to replace me. And, I, you know, for a minute, you know, I was like, wow, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready for this because the team's nationally ranked. They uh, Over the two years, they've only lost one game in two years. Uh, Dang. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, Coaching AAU and coaching high school was, uh, I'm, I'm not sure about this, but my wife just said to me, she says, how can you say no? Right. How can you say that no? Earlier. Yeah. Yes. yeah, she said, this is God, you know, honoring all those years, you driving up and down the highway with those boys. How can you say no? So I needed, I needed yeah. to hear that. Sometimes you need that little push. Yes. That's why it's important for everyone. I talk about it in the book that, there's no bootstraps. You don't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. There's always someone out there that's going to help you, someone that's going to just – if it's just a, a comment like she right. made to me yes. that you, you need to hear at that moment, and, uh, and I needed to hear it. So, you know, I, I you know, accept the job, and uh, I understood if we win, it's going to be because they were Keith's kids. Right. But I said <laughs> if we lose, it's going to be my that's fault. right. And that first year, what did we do? Yeah. We lost. And it was tough. But we still had that dream. We kept that dream right. of winning a national championship. And uh, the guys came back and, uh, you know, the gentleman just walked in. He was one of the ones that uh, really said uh, to, the, to the guys after that junior year, they're going to their senior year, hey, we're going to listen to Coach Drew. We're going to get this done. Mm-hmm. And to, to have that happen, to win that national championship, I know – all those years of saying, having them tell people we're going to win a national championship, they got to see that, hey, dreams come true. Right. It may not happen like you want it. It may not come it – may, it may not be, you know, uh, as, come as quick, quick as you want, you want it. Yeah. Or, you know, but there's the, – if you stay with it, if you stick with it, yep. if, you, if you are willing to go through the obstacles, the ups and downs, to, you know, and figure out how to – to make it work, you know, you, you know, that's what you do. And when you, you, you look at everyone, anyone's life who's been successful, that there's been those, those, uh, ad, that, that adversity there yeah. that you have Absolutely. to go through. And those guys, uh, they, they stuck together and, and, and made it happen. And, and now the, the banner's hanging and right. it's, all, it's all fun. Which, Billy, we're about yeah. to dive into. But really quick aside, you've, you have uh, alluded to a couple times, and, and um, we can't get into it today, but – having all the players in the van, taking them yeah. you know, coast to coast, down in Florida, you name it. Yeah. I bet there's a series just focused on those stories from those oh. trips. But we'll save that for another time. <laughs> oh, I saw it the, uh, last fr- uh, Friday uh, a couple of former players were up in my office. And okay. They were actually just telling – they're like true siblings, right? Yeah. They're picking on each other. One says, you know, I was a pretty skilled big man. And the other one looked over and like, <laughs> it was kind of the, the old thing my mom would say: the older you get, the better you were, yeah. right? <laughs> the so, better you were, yeah. right? And so I saw that. But I don't want to miss out on something too. And mm-hmm. we've all shared the same thing since we've been talking this morning. And he said, his wife Carolyn mm-hmm. called him and, and and was his best advisor in that mm-hmm. situation. What did you say this morning? My wife was a big part of integral part of your business, that's right. As well as LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Tell my wife played a big role. Mm-hmm. And so, so Drew, that leads me into. Right, let's talk about, you know, Scott, 
the, the formula for winning this right. right. You, you seem to have the recipe, right? <laughs> uh, you know, the fact. Uh, Chef say, Drew. Yeah, and, Chef Drew. And, and Coach right? Drew. Yeah, Chef of Winning. Right. Chef, basketball <laughs> Chef. I'm going to give him a new nickname. <laughs> the Basketball Chef who has the ingredients of winning. Now, he's mm. also a chef for your, those we do have, uh, like, cooking events around Akron, and Drew, Drew always wins. Now, I don't know if he has a stack deck or what, but he's beaten me a couple of times in those shows. But Well, well hang on, Seth. I, I, I took notes earlier. Evidently, one of the winning dishes is spice rubbed chicken with a, a spicy coleslaw. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's 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 the signature one. Okay, he crushed he crushed my lobster mac and cheese. Let me tell you, he crushed it. Let me see. Yeah. You know, but Drew, let's talk about you know in business. I always go into companies and I say the the formula for winning is strategy plus execution equals results mm -hmm. and what i mean by that that plus is what often gets overlooked mm -hmm. who owns what okay right you got to look at and for me it's always extreme ownership because in the absence of ownership people want to blame you yeah. they want to blame the coach when they, they want <laughs> but coach didn't play coach didn't make any passes but there's several intangibles that come mm -hmm. into play so drew i just want to just talk about the, the formula for winning for you in, yeah. in basketball yeah just talk a little bit about that yeah you know uh you know what's it, it kind of goes back to that first group it's it's selling the vision yeah we, you know we were able to sell the vision and that's uh what I, i've been good at i've been good at getting the getting the kids to every year to buy in that this is your time mm -hmm. uh, you know we talk about it before the season and uh, i know some of the younger kids probably think oh, he, what's he well, he's kind of crazy <laughs> I, i'm telling them I, I need you to visualize i need you to visualize right now you cutting down those nets mm -hmm. at the final game in the state championship i need you to see it i said so you know and and I, and I need you to think about this, and I need you to to understand that's the destination. Now there's going to be a lot of stops on this journey, but you know I, I want you to start to to, to visualize that. And mm -hmm. so you know I, you get the kids to you start out you to buy into that vision, and then you know as we said earlier, it's about trusting the process. You know, uh, you know I, I, I'm, you know I I tell the kids all the time that. The difference between good and great is the, are the details. Mm. So you know we're going to focus on the details. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing that has been really good for me is, you know, this is management. I learned in management, <laughs> you manage to your strength, your staff to your weakness. That's right. <laughs> I love that. That's some. Do repeat that for the. For yeah, that. you manage to your strength, your staff to your weakness, and yeah. you know, and that that not only goes with my coaching staff, but with the who, the players you put on the floor. Yeah. You, you you manage to that strength, and you staff around those guys to the right. weakness, and mm -hmm. so that's that's how we that's how we go about it. And then the other thing, you know, that I think that. It's sometimes overlooked. Do what you do best. Mm. Uh, mm. I, hey, my guys tell you, you might come to our practice and you just gonna go. It's all about defense the whole practice. Mm -hmm. We're gonna guard you. Mm -hmm. That's what everyone knows. That's what everyone understands. You play Saint Vincent Saint Mary, they're gonna guard you. You ain't getting no easy ones here. <laughs> so you know, and we, you know, so those are the kind of things that have built the culture. Yes, you know, mm -hmm. and we, you know, we don't. I tell the other thing I tell the kids coming in, yeah. uh, I don't know, I don't know y'all right now. Yeah. We'll get to know each other, but I'm not lowering the standard. Mm, I love this that. is the standard. I'm not lowering the standard. I got to ask you really quick. So I'm a big Clemson fan. Right? Yes. Oliver Purnell, what coach Clemson basketball was one of my favorite coaches. He had the diamond press. Because mm -hmm. to your point, there was no easy buckets. You're and 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 he wasn't gonna give up any real estate. From the time you inbounded the ball all the way down, yeah. we're gonna be all on you. I yeah. love that. It yeah. sounds like that's yeah. core we, to your yeah. coaching philosophy yeah. too. Yeah, we're we're going to guard you 94 feet. Sometimes we might trap you, but uh, hey, even if we don't trap you, that one guy on you, you're gonna know he's there. You're gonna know he's there. <laughs> I yeah. love that. All right. You know, he said something I want to touch on when you said manage your strengths after your weakness. You know, a lot of, I do keynote speaking as well, and I know you do. You've actually came to Goodyear yeah, and spoke yes, to you. the whole leadership team. And I would say, you know, I had 13 degrees. I was smart. I had 13 degrees. And they was, wow, you got 13 degrees. I said, yes. I was smart enough to earn two, and I hired 11. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I used all 13. Right, right. Because I know that there's some weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And that leads me into, you know, even culture, right? When, and I look at 
you had a, a profound impact on my daughter Alexis, who mm -hmm. came to the school. Mm -hmm. It was all new to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you were her source of mentorship, yeah. the source because she played basketball, mm -hmm. really aggressive, and she would often coach Drew, coach Drew, and now she still she sees coach Drew she'll shoot through those doors mm -hmm. because he had an impact. And he did, she didn't play boys basketball, right? <laughs> she has a relationship. When I think of you and the impact you've had, and I'm thinking a hundred years from now. Yeah, yeah. A hundred yeah. years wow. from now, what do you want people to think or, or say about the legacy of Coach Drew Joyce? You're most proud of. Oh boy, I, I you know honestly, uh, you know it's been about um, you know giving back. You know mm -hmm. that um, you know. I truly believe that, you know, that in life, that you, I, you, everyone says, you know, people talk about your life's purpose. Mm -hmm. I think, you, you know, everything in your life should have purpose. Mm -hmm. But uh, this has, you know, coaching has purpose for me. I, I see it as a, my sacred responsibility. I get to pour my life into the lives of young men at a very impressionable age. And uh, I need to take it serious. I need to, I need to understand that, you know, what I do, how I carry myself, even like Billy, Billy's talking about his daughter. I can remember, it was, it's funny, um, she came to the school, she's new, they, they have a, a, a basketball <laughs> retreat, and uh, uh, I, they asked me to come to, to the girls' basketball retreat and speak at the retreat, and I go in, and you know, I, you know, I've seen other girls around, and I see this new face, and she's kind of sitting back, and you know, and but her, she, hey, her eyes didn't come off me. She was listening to like every word I said. So, uh, but you know, those moments, you know, and, and you know, uh, my pastor always used to tell me, you know, you, you don't, you just don't know right. how much, you know, you've impacted someone, and and sometimes they don't really understand it. He used he used an example of uh, one time he, he used it in a in in a sermon. He says, "Do you remember what you had for dinner September 13th?" And you know, all, everybody's like, oh, "No, <laughs> I can't remember what I had yesterday." Mm -hmm. And he said, well, "But that's you know, there's been people in your life and uh, that sometime in your past took a moment right. with you, poured into you mm -hmm. for that one day, that one hour." Right. And helped you become to who you are. And yeah, there's a, there's a quote, I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure. Uh, it's been attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. I think mm -hmm. I got that right. And it, it goes along the lines of what you're sharing. Uh, basically, be careful with your words because it may be the only sermon that oh, yes. you interact with mm -hmm. here's today. Yeah. And you, to your point, you never know. Yeah. I mean, it might be we just cast it off. We don't think about it. Mm -hmm. But clearly... You had a big impact, whether you knew it or not, with Absolutely. Alexis, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And gosh, I, th I think about all the other students that come through here, mm -hmm. folks that played for you, folks that didn't, yeah. they, they interacted with you, they were observing you. Yeah. I mean, you have touched on, talk about legacy. legacy. Yeah. Well, You've touched on countless lives. That's got to be going back to that moment yeah. as you're sitting in your driveway yeah. and you're thinking about what have I done today. Man, that's got to be fulfilling, Coach. Yeah. Uh, it is. And uh, – you know, I'm very thankful, and, and uh, honestly, it, this is uh, very blessed. And even this year, uh, here at the school, they, they, they used my book in a leadership class, and um, there were players in the, in the class that I had cut. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and, man. you know, to have, you know, after the class, they, they let me come in the last day and speak, and I, I shared. And then, you know, they, the, the teachers told me afterwards, yeah, this young man, you know, He's, he he was just talked about how much of an influence you are in his life, and I'm thinking, wow, that's a guy that mm -hmm. uh, I cut, you know. And mm -hmm. so you, you just don't know, you just don't know. So you you yeah. you, you need to be conscious of uh, all those moments, uh, right. uh, all those moments, all those sermons you, you're making, whether you know it or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You know, my my most impressional moment. I, I was heading out, and you kind of you're in the middle of the court. This was last week, and you look up to me, you, you know, and I, I was leaving. Mm -hmm. And you had, right, everybody wanted you to have the net. And I, I looked at you, and I didn't see coach, a coach. I saw an investor, an investor in human capital. Mm -hmm. And I've seen you invest so much into the young talent and adults so that they can withdraw something out later yeah. on because they don't know. And, and, and to that, it, 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 it takes 
leadership courage. And, and I just want you to, this is the last question I want you to expound upon, because I've said it and, I, and I've stole this one from you. Um, I don't treat everyone equally, but I treat them fairly. Mm -hmm. I treat them fairly, right? And, and I laughed Jimmy Johnson once and he said, he was talking, he says, you know, if Troy Aikman was the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> if he fell asleep, I'd probably just wake him up. <laughs> right. And I talked to him afterwards, don't do it again. <laughs> right. Now, if a rookie that, 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 that he's I'm going to cut him. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, is that yeah, after yeah. he said, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. Is that right before? I think that's what got him too, how about them Cowboys. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. talk about that. Because I, yeah. I know you treat a lot of people fairly. Yeah, you know, when when guys come in, you know, and I, I, I was just talking with a parent just yesterday, and, and I shared, I said, look, uh, your son comes in as a freshman and, you know, uh, I'm not going to hold him back. If he's good enough to play varsity as a freshman, then he'll play. Uh, you know, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be fair with him, and you know, uh, that's one thing you can uh, you can definitely understand. And uh, you know how that looks. Now, you know, going uh, over the over the years uh, while he's here, you may not agree with. I have parents all the time that, well, my son's got a short leash. Well, your son has a short leash because that's what he's got. Right. You know, and as as Jimmy Johnson said, uh, sincere Harris, this year our star player. Uh, I told guys, hey, hey, look, he's going to take some bad shots. Now, I'm going to live with his, mm. but. I'm not living with yours, all right? I'm not living with yours. I'm like, I'm gonna live with his because he leads us in scoring, he leads us in rebounding, he leads, he's, a, he's, he's the number two guy in assists, and he plays harder than all of you. So he's earned something that you may have not. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, like where, that. that's where the, the equality comes in. Now, hey, I'm gonna be, hey, this is, this is he's getting what he's worked for, and you know, now the, the fairness is, you show me that work, mm -hmm. and your day will come too. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that. Good. Well, this has been a great show. Uh, and Drew, one, as we look up, and here at St. Vincent St. Mary's, as Drew said, they only hang state banners. Yeah, only one. That's all, state championships. No state championships, no, no regionals. But the legacy that, that you have as a person, as a leader, as a coach, it will go 200 years. Oh, gosh. It will be, right? And it, it's – it's, I was at a clothing store uh, this week, uh, about a week ago, and the guy says he's golfed with you before. Yeah, okay. Right? Uh, Leapy. Yeah. And he goes, people see you on the golf course, and they want to come talk to you. And he, <laughs> he says, so that's your legacy, and you're very modest, mm -hmm. right? And, and so, you know, I'm proud to know you. Uh -huh. uh, I really respect you. And when I brought you up to Scott, he was like, wow. Man, I'm I'm, I'm on cloud nine right oh, now. Oh. If you can't know, I got about 18 pages <laughs> of notes. Was, yeah. But you know, you never know when you meet celebrities or yeah. you, you insert whatever word. Mm. You know how they're going to be, Billy. This is better than advertised, and yeah. and the openness with which and the, and the humility with which you you share. Mm -hmm. Man, that's like a secret sauce. Mm. Um, but we got to make sure, Billy. We got to make sure folks know how to get the book. How they can connect with coach yeah right right because he's a great speaker like i said i had him come in to speak uh at goodyear he's actually spoke to some of our affinity groups uh and so drew in in the book uh drew how do people get in contact with you if they want to inquire uh, about you speaking sure yeah my email address is pretty simple it's coach drew dru at neo basketball.com and uh you know contact me there i'm on that uh uh you know uh i'm not big on uh, i got some social media yeah I, I, uh, i'm i'm on twitter i may not answer you if you hit me on twitter it's at <laughs> it's at coach drew joyce but i may not but you uh, call me uh, send me an email uh, go to the to the website. Send me an email. I I, I will follow up. And uh, the book is uh, you can get the book in Amazon. And That's where uh, I got it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Zondervan is the is the publisher. And you know I, I'm just thankful. You know, and I've learned a lot from this guy here too. <laughs> I, I you know and uh, you know he uh, I, I use this one he uh, all the time. He says. He said, "What you tolerate, you can't change." Mm. And uh, you know, and mm. uh, I. You mean the mayor here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> really? hey, I, I've you know, 
uh, you know, I had him come in and talk to the team also, and he shared uh, his uh, his wisdom and uh, all the things that he's accomplished in his life, and it's been great. We've had we have a lot of great fun, you know. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, but I got it. One, one final question. Mm-hmm. What's this basketball game like? Uh, yeah, you know, he hey, he and I don't get on the court. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, we leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, know your strengths. That's right. right. <laughs> you know, recruit those others. That's right. that hey, that's that. it. Hey. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, we have to have you back. We've got to have you back on a win. Oh, well, hey, hey, it's Absolutely. been my pleasure. I, I, I'm thankful for you uh, to have me come and. Uh, I, I appreciate this opportunity to, to share. Absolutely. I really do. Thank you. Well, you know, Scott called me Drew's agent. Right? <laughs> and so, you know, again, I, I would recommend him as a speaker. I recommend his book if you're having some leadership training because the key takeaways in the book are beyond basketball. Mm. Okay. And so keep that in mind. Uh, Scott, thank you. Scott fuels a supply chain now and, and Scott and I met through a series of guest podcasts right. and so I've joined the supply chain now team All right. so All the right. winning link so that's a good thing to celebrate mm-hmm. Scott what's the favorite thing that Drew said that resonates oh. with you as we leave man well you, you see all my, all my I know that's why I want to go there to close this out uh, I, I got I can't um, I can't harp on this enough that moment that eureka moment he had as he pulled into his driveway and had that real moment with himself and mm-hmm. asked him that question. I mean, that that's a that was a pivotal moment for him, but as leaders, as practitioners, as humans, I think that's a question we all have to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. And whether you ask it daily or weekly or whatever the cadence is, the answers to that question is where the secret sauce in our journeys lie. So, oh, Coach, I I really like that. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love your story. Very Thank you. good. All right. Well, to everyone, this is the winning link. We're here in Akron, Ohio, in the LeBron James Arena. And I'd like to leave you with this. This is my favorite quote. If you make people visible, they'll make you valuable. Mm. All right. Thank you. Signing off on the winning link. Thank you for listening to the winning link. Please go to our website for links to everything that was mentioned in today's episode. Please subscribe to The Winning Link to be notified of our latest news, events, and updates. We welcome you to The Link Team.